We're going to continue our study of Ecclesiastes. If you want to turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, that's where we're going to be this morning. I'm going to be starting in verse 7. Now, what we saw, really, what we continue to see is that Solomon cries out for the, the fairness, the justice, the righteousness that, that he sees we need. And, and we have that in Christ. So everything that Solomon is crying out for, everything that, that Solomon is saying is a problem, we see that Christ is the answer. And we have the answer in Christ. We have the righteousness, the fairness, the, 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 the justice that Solomon seeks. And Solomon has continued to tell us to live life. Now, I will tell you, Solomon's view of living life is kind of fatalistic. He, he essentially says, live life because you're going to die. <laughs> he, he, he just says, go ahead and live life because there's no point in it because you're just going to die anyway. And so, but, but he gives us a little bit different view of living life today. In these few short verses, verses 7 through 10 that we're going to study today, we see him, him giving us a, a little different view of why we live life. Why live the life you have. Now, I tell people who have lost a loved one that, that it, it, it doesn't honor them to stop living. That you've got to keep living life. Living life actually honors those who no longer have it. Because we still have it. God gave it to us to live. He guides us in it. Solomon has been really clear about how, how God gives us life, how, how God guides life, how, guide, how God provides for life. And so it, it doesn't honor the dead to not live. And so live life while you have it is kind of what Solomon says. And though he says it for fatalistic reasons, he has a new reason for us today. He actually kind of expounds on it. So let's read Ecclesiastes 9. 7 through 10, it will be up here behind me. Go, eat your bread with pleasure, drink your wine with a cheerful heart, for God has already accepted your works. Let your clothes be white all the time, and never let oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the wife you love all the days of your fleeting life, which has been given to you under the sun all your fleeting days. For that is your portion in life and in your struggle under the sun. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your strength. Because there is no work, planning, knowledge, or wisdom in Sheol where you're going. So Solomon gives us this, again tells us to go, live, go. But this time it's different because this time he's, it's no longer advice. It's no longer, hey, just a suggestion. He's now commanding it actually. There are, there are several imperatives, as they're called, in this, uh, in this passage, and, and imperatives are commands, and there are several of them. He says, go, that's a command. Eat, that's a command. Drink, that's a command. See, or, or what we have is enjoy, that's a command. Do, these are all commands now. Solomon has come to the point where he's saying, you know, go live. Go live, because God's given you this life. Go live it. And he says to live it with a cheerful heart and with pleasure. Now, 
we've discussed this before, but, but we, th- we give thanks to God before we eat. And we do it because we understand, as believers, we understand that, that food and drink is a blessing from God. We understand that it's, that it's God's provision for us, His care for us. We see our food and drink differently than the non-believer. The non-believer, it's a method of survival. Now, it's true these days, it doesn't mean that non-believers don't enjoy their food. They can. They can, they can find pleasure in the taste of their food. But as soon as the taste leaves their mouth, their pleasure's over. We have pleasure every time we eat, knowing that it's a direct blessing from God. It's a direct blessing from God to have food to eat and, and, and water to drink or, or whatever it is that you drink. These are blessings from God, and we see them that way. So everything for the believer is different right down to our meals. They're different. And then he says this kind of strange phrase. He says, for God has already accepted your works. Or, or I think in the ESV it says, God has already approved of this. What he's essentially saying is, this is God's intention. It's God's intention for you to enjoy life. It's God's intention. He didn't give it to you just to see how you'd struggle. He didn't give it to you just to see, just so that you would have sorrow. Life is not all sorrow and struggle. Life is to be enjoyed. Our food, our drink, everything is to be enjoyed in life because that's the plan of God. God gave us life to live it. So live it. He gave us this life in order to have pleasure, in order to have a cheerful heart, in order to have joy. He gave us this life to live. And so what Solomon's telling us is God intends you to live your life while you have it. You can either live your life or you can just survive waiting to die. Live your life. Life is precious. Live it. It's a blessing from God. Live it. And then he, then he talks about white clothes and oil. We're, we're, always wear white clothes. I guess even after Labor Day, uh, you, can, you can wear white. I, wh- what he's talking about here is white clothes. This is the Middle East. We need some cultural background. In the Middle East, white flowing clothes are the most comfortable. They're the coolest in those kind of temperatures. In addition to that, this is really the idea of celebration because white clothes and oil on your head, those are things that you do for festivals and feasts and parties. So God's telling us, celebrate life. Celebrate life. Life isn't actually just a series of choices and sorrows and struggles. It's not one struggle to get to another struggle. Life is meant to be lived, and life is meant to be celebrated. Celebrate life. That's what he's, that, that's what he's talking about when he says, never, never take off your white clothes and, and, always, and never let there not be oil on your head. He's saying, celebrate life. And then he says to enjoy life. We have it as enjoy life. It literally is more see life. See life with the wife that you love. 
Now, I have to be honest, when I, when I read this, I think, wait, this guy had 700 wives and concubines. This seems like really funny advice from this guy, right? But he's talking about our relationships. Now, the, the word for love here is the word for uh, long-term, steady-state love. So he's talking about our relationships, the people you love. Invest in them. Celebrate life with the people in your life. <clears throat> people have always been, if you, even if you look back in Levitical law, in, in the Ten Commandments, people are more important than things. Always. And so the, the punishment for harming people is much higher than the punishment for, for taking things or breaking things. People are always more important. So Solomon is telling us, invest in people. Spend your time, your, t- your talent, your treasure investing in people. Because investing in those relationships will make your life worth celebrating. And he, and he tells us here, it, it's, it's, it's about celebrating life. It's about enjoying life with the people you love. Invest in those relationships because that's the thing that's most important. That's what's important in life is investing in those relationships. And then he says, all the days of your fleeting life. Now, some, some translators have this fleeting. Some have it futile. And, and, and we think futile or futile. We think of, of that as impossible, you know, like it's futile, futile for me to try and grow hair on my head. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a waste of time. That's what futile means to us. But this word in Hebrew is different. It, it really means enigmatic or, or mysterious or perplexing, puzzling. Now, it has the idea that of shortness. And so Solomon is saying that life is short and that it's puzzling and perplexing and mysterious. But he's telling us to live it. In fact, he tells us several times. Let me read you how this more word-for-word word comes from the Hebrew to, to English. This, it would be see to life with the woman you love all the days of your perplexing life that he gave you on, under the sun all the puzzling days. For this is your portion in the lives and in the work that you're working under the sun. He, he just keeps repeating, life is mysterious, life is puzzling. We understand that, right? <laughs> Life is puzzling and perplexing. We don't know what's going on sometimes. But, but let me ask you this question. And, and we were talking, Jane and I were talking earlier about the philosopher's argument. Let me ask you a question. Do you have to understand life in order to live it? No, you don't. You don't actually have to understand life to live it. What you need to find is its purpose and meaning. Now, Solomon has already told us back in chapter 3 that the, 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 the purpose, the meaning, that's the eternity in our hearts, as he says in chapter 3, verse 11. He says that we have eternity in our hearts. And so we find the purpose, we find the meaning. We don't have to understand it. We can live a, a purposeful, meaningful life without ever understanding the mysteries of life. I think that's good news. Because I don't understand life. That doesn't mean I can't celebrate it. That doesn't mean I can't live it. That doesn't mean I can't enjoy my food and enjoy my drink and enjoy the, 
the uh, relationships, like our barbecue yesterday, where we, we had food and we had fun and we had uh, lots of people, lots of church family. We, it was just enjoying life, celebrating life. We can do that without understanding life. But we must have meaning and we must have purpose. And Solomon's already told us the meaning and the purpose. Remember, it's, it's been our memory verse several times, so you should, it should start clicking in your head. Remember what, what Solomon came to when he got through all of this study, all of this research? What does he come to? Fear God and keep his commands. That's our, our meaning. That's our purpose. We don't need to understand life to live it, but we need meaning. And we need purpose. And God gives us that. And fear God and keep his commands. And then he turns to what you do. He turns to, to what you do literally with your hands, what your hands find to do. Now, but this whatever is everything because he talks about planning and knowledge and wisdom in verse 10. He says, do all of that with all your strength. Do all all of life with all your strength. Live life. Live life like you mean it. Live life on purpose with a purpose. And, and Paul says something very similar in, in 1 Corinthians 10. He says, whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. So think about these, these two arguments for living life. Solomon says, live life while you have it because you're going to end up gone. In fact, he, he even talks about Sheol. He says, you're going to end up in Sheol. And Sheol is, a, is a, an incredibly interesting study. If you really want to follow that, that uh, word through the Bible, it's an incredibly interesting study. There's, it's used over 60 times in the Old Testament. And, and it's the idea of the place of the dead, although as you get into the prophets, it becomes more like what we consider hell to be. It's really kind of the place of the dead that aren't going to be with God. It's, it's an interesting shift as it goes into the, from, from just the place of all the dead to the place of the dead that are not going to be with God uh, kind of happens over the course of the Old Testament. Guess where Sheol is used first? Come on, you know me. The Exodus. It's used in the Exodus first. It's used in the Exodus when, the, when, the, when Korah and his family are all uh, coming against uh, Moses and his authority. They're rebelling against the authority of Moses. The ground opens up, swallows Korah, his family, and all of his possessions, and it says they went straight to Sheol. First place it's used. Numbers. Cha uh, I think it's chapter 15. Numbers. So, so Sheol was an interesting place, but so Solomon's idea here is to live, live life with all you got, live life wholeheartedly, eat and drink and live everything you do wholeheartedly because you're going to end up in Sheol. Paul says, live life for the glory of God. What did Jesus say? Jesus said in, in John 10.10, 10, I came to give you life and life more abundant. So there's no argument 
on the fact that we need to live life while we have it. There's no argument. Solomon would, would not disagree and say, live life to the glory of God, like Paul. Solomon wouldn't disagree with that because he would say that God gave life, God guides life, God preserves life, God provides for life, so why wouldn't it be to his glory? Paul says, live it all, do everything, everything we eat, everything we drink, everything we do to the glory of God. Jesus says, do it because he came to give us an abundant life. Live life. Live life while you have it. Because all of them agree that, doing, that, that we need to do life with all that we are, all that we have. We need to live life on purpose. So go live life. Go live life. Solomon, Solomon's advice, go live life because, because it's what God intends. Paul's advice, go live life because it brings glory to God. Jesus' advice, go live life because I came to give it to you and give it to you in abundance. An abundance of power, an abundance of joy. It's not about an abundance of things. It's about an abundance of love and grace and mercy, an abundance of life. Go live life. Live life with joy. The joy that, that God gives. We saw at the end of chapter 5 in Ecclesiastes. We saw that, that God can keep you so busy with the joy in your heart that you're not reminded of all the bad that's going on in the world. Live life with joy. Celebrate life. Put on your party clothes and celebrate life. Invest in your relationships. These are the things that matter. These are the things that last. You know, I have, uh, if you've read the whole Bible, if you've read to the end, if you read the last chapter, nothing on this world survives except the Word of God, the church, and people. That's it. Those are the only things that survive. And so if you're, you're investing your life in stuff, you're investing in kindling because it will not last. Invest in your relationships. Love the people that you love. Don't expect to try and figure out life Solomon had all of these resources. He was king. He had all the money. He had all the people. And he didn't figure life out. He came to the conclusion life is about fear God and keep his commands. He didn't figure out the meaning of life. He felt, figured out a life meaning. Don't try and figure life out. Live it. You don't have to understand it to live it. And find joy in everything you do. Everything you eat, everything you drink, everything you do. Find joy. Live life because that to it wholeheartedly, to its fullest, because as Solomon says, that's God's intention. God's already approved that. As Paul says, because that brings glory to God. And as Jesus said, because he came to give you that life, an abundant life. Live life while you have it. Are you living life while you have it? Are you living life with all you got, wholeheartedly?
I'm going to ask that you bow your heads and, and just consider that question. Life is short. It doesn't last long. And there are struggles, and there are sorrows, and there are pain. There are heartaches. But life was meant to be lived. Lived because that's God's intention. Lived because it brings God glory. Lived because Jesus came to give it our abundance. Are you living life? Do you know that God, Jesus came to give you life? You can. You can know that this morning. You can trust that Jesus came to give you life and life abundantly this morning. It's a simple prayer. You can say it in your own words, and, but, but follow along and, and say, God, I know I have sin in my life. I've done things wrong. I've said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. And I know the Bible calls that sin. But I trust that Jesus came and died in my place on that cross. He died to save me. And he lives to give me life. And so I ask you to forgive me because of his finished work on the cross. And I ask you to come into my life and give me this abundant life you promise. If you prayed that prayer for the first time this morning, you need to let somebody know. Come and let me know. Elbow your neighbor. Let them know. Maybe this morning you, you, you know Christ, but the, but the struggles of life, the, the bad news that we get every day on the news, all of that's drug you down. Will you make a commitment to God to live the life he's given you? to live it with your whole heart, to live it to His glory. Father, we thank You for this, Your Word. We thank You that, that You have given us life, that You provide for life, that You guide our lives. We thank You that we can celebrate Your work in our life every day, every moment of every day. Keep us mindful of this so that we live life while we have it. In Jesus' name, amen.